All right, welcome to a very special bonus episode of Hooplecast, where we'll be talking about the finale of The Last of Us and episodes that preceded it, probably. I'm your host, Matt, and joining me are my Hooplehead co-hosts, Carol, Matt, Mel, and special guest, Steve. Yay. Steve! Hey, Steve! Hey, Steve! <laughs> We all talked about the very first episode a couple of weeks past. Except me. Uh, except for Carol. Wasn't, I guess, aware of the show? Wasn't going to watch the show? I don't know. She's, she has a busy life. But uh, we convinced her to watch it. I don't know if she enjoyed it. Let's find <laughs> out now. Carol, mm-hmm. let's just get your uh, broad thoughts on uh, The Last of Us and maybe even just the premiere episode. Um. Okay. The premiere episode... Um, I'm not a big horror fan and, you know, it was, I like the fact that the opening just told us right out what the problem's going to be. You know, it's like, okay, let's not do a lot of mystery here. It's going to be a fungus, you know, it's fungi (laughs) is the big bad. And then, oh yeah, people are, you know, fungi and people. Yeah. Got that. Um, you know, the first episode or two were pretty heavily horror oriented, and I was like a little ho hum, but uh, as as we got into it, I uh, I liked it more and more. So you're the opposite of a lot of the general audience who liked it less and less. I think because they're like, "Where's the horror? Where's the action? I want well, zombies." Hey, I've never followed the crowd, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Carol's a rebel. The masses are I usually am. wrong. Well, yeah. There's there is very little action. I can really only think of the big set piece at the end of episode five, mm-hmm. and a little bit in episode two. There's also the, the museum. The, what, what else? The giant horde coming up out of the ground. That was the biggest one. Yeah, that's episode five. Isn't that five? Oh, yeah. I thought you said the last episode in episode two. I can't really think of much in the last episode other than Joel gunning down people. But yeah, that's. That he had wasn't... a small firefight um, when he got ambushed, when they got ambushed in the truck. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit. The show's not about asking, that, guys. When you're thinking right. about the zombie aspect of it, the fungal infection zombie aspect, it oh, was yes. really yeah. just those those two episodes, and the bulk of it was other stuff like human drama and conflict. Yeah. As right. with most yeah. zombie shows. Zombie shows are never about the zombies. Well, Walking Dead had a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, at the beginning, but oh, eventually it's just about how it's just about how different sections drinking of people, <laughs> different uh, sections of people uh, interact with other people. Yeah, I mean, what I looked at as the horror stuff was basically the the gruesome fungal things, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, where where they specifically were trying to make it really gruesome, and yeah. you know. It, it, uh, I almost got the feeling like the first couple episodes, it was like, okay, we got to set this up as, as horror. So let's do this. And now we'll move on to, to what we really want to talk about. I do feel like they squandered a little bit of that setup that they had with like changing the, the virus to be like tendrils and not spores like it is in the game. They're like, oh, they have these underground networks of tendrils. And if you step on one thing here and they all sense it and stuff like they introduced that once, used it once and never again. Like why change it and introduce a new a new like mechanic to the, the whole thing if it's not going to be a major element of danger? 
right? I don't know. Yeah, I did. I did notice that it didn't seem to. Uh, it didn't seem to follow through. There are a couple times when I'm like, why are they just walking around there so casually? When if you step on it, you're supposed to like. Uh-huh. Now I don't know about the game. I just saw I saw a little clip um, on YouTube of the ending and saw how close it was to you know the blocking and everything else mm-hmm. of, of the the live action uh what how did the spores work the spores uh like after a, a fungal zombie died basically it would just like fall into a corner and like spread like fungus would spread everywhere and that whole area would just get infested with spores floating in the air and you couldn't walk through there without getting infected so you'd have to wear a mask right? yeah a lot of people would wear as fungus masks. do you know yeah. of course <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think probably they decided that that would be annoying for the actors to have to wear a mask all the time they do it in the mandalorian <laughs> they probably pedro pascal was like look guys he's wearing a mask way too much already give me a break can we well, change this <laughs> It does cut down on the on the ability to do a lot of acting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, wearing... <laughs> I think we all learned a bit over the course of the last few years of how much we sometimes couldn't tell what people were thinking or whatever because we couldn't see half their faces. Yeah, I don't really. So, so wait, so like, let let's discuss that the mask thing because like, I think that's interesting. That do you think he just took the Mandalorian not for the acting purpose, but for the pay purpose? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, it's probably quite a high paying job mm-hmm. versus like something that has a bit more acting in it. Maybe well, thought I mean, it was a challenge to be able to act through a mask. Maybe exactly, yeah, exactly. It's I'm just wondering what the what the reasoning was. Like, I don't know if anybody's talked about it for changing that storyline. Oh, in the Last of Us, yeah, the spores. They just thought it would work better for television to not have spores. It was probably cheaper. I, I literally, I feel like it would have been expensive to produce, like. Like CG I mean, sports. I don't know. I literally don't care that they changed it. Mm-hmm. I just think it was a wasted opportunity to set up new rules right. and then not use them. Right. You sound like your brother. <laughs> I hate changes. Um, no, I said that. No, I said it's okay that they changed yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> <laughs> I think also, I mean, in a live action situation, um, it does make it difficult to show spores. I mean, it would be really probably kind of, you know, you'd have to do CGI and stuff a lot for a really minor kind of effect, you know, mm. to make sure you saw them and people understood what was going on. To animate, like, zombies, mushroom zombies exploding into spores, like, again, that's probably kind of... Costly, mm. and just have the spores oh, floating thanks. in the air as people were going through there, and all that stuff. It's kind of like having to do CGI rain and all that. I mean, maybe yeah. it doesn't cost that much to do that, but I would imagine that it would be kind of annoying. It's to- the things that you can get away when you're in an animation medium, more so, are more like you can get away with more fantastical things. Whereas if you're 
live action and don't want to use as much animation, then it's a bit more difficult to incorporate those things. I can... I'm just theorizing. Next season, they could introduce sort of a, a variation of the zombie oh, maybe. that is spore-based just to oh. give people that spore action, and, and they could animate all around that particular scene. Maybe. And uh, just be like, it exists, it exists in this little scene in this little episode, and that would be interesting. Throw, throw us a bone that, for those of us who who like a little bit of spore action. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it definitely. I mean, it could definitely have mutations. I mean, you know, we we all know how quickly things can mutate. Yeah, uh, Stephen, you also did not play the game, but you did. You watch the entire uh, campaign online of the of the game. Yeah, I watched. Um... What, the remastered PS5 version, uh, part one of the gameplay. So I, I watched the whole thing, all what five hours of it. I just kind of like had it playing in the background. And um, okay, thoughts. I, I I can say that both the game and the show are like masterpieces in entertainment. Right there, there is some differences between the two. And, but I think they both work very well um, separately. Like you, you don't have to have watched the game or uh, played the game to have, um, appreciate the HBO show. There are some parts that mirror up quite nicely, like uh, what Carol was saying. The, the very last episode of season one uh, is like line for line. They, they didn't change any of the dialogue. They didn't change any of the shots. It's like, it's like a perfect mirror of the game. And I, I I really appreciate that. I appreciate the HBO show more knowing the painstaking efforts they did to recreate some of those shots on film. Hmm. I didn't even know that there was a game. So, um, until I was done with it. So I, I enjoyed it without having any acts, any, uh, history with the game at all. Were you surprised to know that it was based off of video games? Yeah, a little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah, because, I mean, then it kind of made... Yeah, no, I was surprised because, I mean, I know that there's a lot of stuff that that are, is being done based on video games. Like, uh, I've watched all The Witcher, and I know nothing about the video game, really, except, you know, Scuttlebutt, I've heard in general. Um, and I... I knew that was off of video game, you know, so I, I mean, I know it's being done, but since I've never played any of these, this kind of video game at all, uh, that's why when we got, when I got done with it, I ended up asking you guys about it and, you know, it's like, you know, what's the deal on this? And you very kindly without condescension or anything answered me. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I suppose there might be some people out there that'd be like, "You haven't played that." <laughs> yeah, well, I'd be like, "Okay, Carol." It's not everybody like, that plays know. video games, though. <laughs> there were also like, elements uh, from the second game that were front-loaded into this season. I'm thinking of the uh, settlement in Wyoming where Joel finds Tommy. Mm. Is where they start the second game. Uh, yeah. So they apparently they, showed us they that wanted, early. They wanted that to be in the first game, but they didn't have the budget for it. I see. 
And they teased yeah. a. I, I'm pretty sure they teased a character. Uh, yes. In yeah. that in that settlement, very briefly. I, I won't go into it. And there's also some character work that they're doing. Some subtle character work that I think they're. And I, and I don't want to get into it because it, it would spoil the the second season and the second game. But there are some uh, character moments and beats in in the second game that I felt were at odds with the first game. But that I can see them with uh, do, doing some very subtle tweaks to performances and dialogues to make things, um, I think, more consistent character-wise and track things. And though that's very ambiguous, uh, it may not have made a lot of sense. But just remember that I said that, and uh, when we talk <laughs> about next season, I can be like, that's what I meant when I said that. Um, I, won't, I won't remember. Well, you won't be invited to record then, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh should we, rewind, should we talk about the ending right now, or should we rewind and talk about maybe favorite moments from the season? Can I ask, a, can I ask one qu- quick question? Sure. How many games are there? Two. Just two. Just the two? Okay. And, and the downloadable content from the first game, which is, what's the name of the, the DLC, Matt? Uh, Left Behind, the same oh. as the episode. Ah, yeah, episode, I want to say, seven? Yeah, I think it's seven. The one where they're in I the mall. So. Yeah. My, seven. my let's talk about my least favorite. Before we talk about good things, let me talk about my least favorite moment in episode, which is episode seven when they're in the mall. Uh, I know that I'm not alone in this because I was listening to the Waypoint Radio podcast, and one of the hosts said, "Boy, it sure sounded like adults were writing kid dialogue and didn't nail <laughs> it." And I was like, "Well, first of all, I don't think they wrote the dialogue. I think they just made them improvise." Like, this is what it would be like to, hey, we're in a photo booth. Let's take crazy photos. Oh, that was a crazy photo. Let's take another one. Oh, we're in the crazy photo booth. Like, they did that, and it just stretched out for 30 minutes, and it was, like, so irritating and nails on a chalkboard for me that it took me two attempts to get through that episode. <laughs> so there, there was some awkwardness in that uh, episode, but I always I, – I, I chipped it up to Ellie being awkward around – you know, potential girlfriend. Like she, she was an awkward teenager, and so like some of the lines coming out of her mouth didn't really hit. But I think it was, I felt it was intentional to because she was she was kind of awkward in that situation. For one, she's in a place where she's not supposed to be. She's in the, the mall, right outside the DMZ, and she's hanging out with this firefly, right, which she's not supposed to be. So, and and then she has feelings, you know. And, beginning she's like angry at her for leaving for two weeks without telling her uh you know thinking that she might have died or you know gone missing and then she's has like romantic feelings as the episode goes on so there was a lot of awkwardness going on a lot of a lot of uh, different emotions and so some of that dialogue that you said don't didn't really hit i i kind of felt that was appropriate i think that is a very nice and generous read of the awkwardness of all those scenes. Uh, I'm glad that was your takeaway, because mine was just like, this just feels like they said, hey, girls, go have fun like like kids would do. And no one really directed them or gave them dialogue or any coaching, and then they were like, yeah, that seems like how kids would act. And it felt very, to me, just put upon, forced, and not not even – entertaining to watch it was just a lot of randomness until the actual plot of that episode kicked in it's like hey girls being girls in the mall 
You didn't yeah, I, you didn't enjoy uh, secondhand their their amazement at this new experience. Uh, no. The chance for them to be dis- normal kids. I would have liked that if that's the that's the feeling that I got, and the feeling I got was just cringe. So it that's was that. awkward. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I, yeah, I'm, I'm done talking about that. That's 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 the <laughs> low point of the of the season for me. Uh, everything else I I really liked. No, I didn't like Kathleen that much. I guess that's true. <laughs> I didn't like Kathleen that much. That that was my Kathleen. low point. Who's Kathleen again? Kathleen was the leader of the faction in Kansas City that were hunting. Oh Henry and yeah, Sam. no. I- no, I didn't like her either. And I think it was just I, – I didn't – I couldn't figure out why this woman had such sway over these people. To me, she didn't have the force of personality to make her either motherly or intimidating. And then I I guess they sort of defaulted to her because her brother was the leader and died. And so That's what it sounds like, yeah. So she's like, well, yeah. I guess I'll lead it. And everyone was like, okay, we'll do horrible things because you say so. But she was very, I don't know, a little bit well, of one... a milk toast kind of character for me. I didn't enjoy the performance or the character. Now, she's not in the game. No. Kathleen's not no. in the game. No. So the explanation that the one guy gave uh, kind of made sense that, you know, um, that she was the one that got, got made things happen. So basically she probably, my take on it was that she had rallied once her brother had died or been killed. She used that as a rallying point and was able to start the revolution, you know, the violent revolution. And that's what gave her the cred was that, you know, she had managed to, to, you know, Strike a match, basically. Maybe she um, had that that those qualities, those leadership qualities, and rallied people before we met her. Yeah, for that moment. But I didn't I, see it in. Right. No, I agree. I I mean, I looked at it as oh, okay. She probably, you know, had this incredible passion when her brother died that she was able to get up in front of a bunch of people and just, you know, rally it right at that moment strike a match the whole place was ready to explode it exploded and then she's kind of coasting on that afterwards because i agree with you she she didn't have yeah i also i i must admit i I wasn't crazy about that that whole uh, timing wise i was like oh crap we're we're doing this again okay i kind of felt like it was you know like okay we got to have another fight stuff and i get it things life has got to be difficult and all i don't know there was something about the timing of it and and her and you know that oh i know why there were some other things number one he was being stupid and i don't like it when people are stupid because that whole thing of how they ended up in that position was just stupid i mean he didn't even stop to take a look at the map himself oh joel Got Joel, got yeah. us got us uh, trapped in that city through some yeah, kind of I mean, incompetence. Yeah, and he's he's better than that, you know. It's like it, it was so it it just wasn't thought out at all, and and it wouldn't have taken much to just they had a map. He's saying, "Oh, I'll go back to this ramp and we'll go around." Okay, fine. Look at the map and see where the ramp goes and how to get around. But you know, no, he just. <laughs> 
wandered into a city that you later find out he knew had a reputation for um, the powers that be being brutal and and awful and horrible. Mm-hmm. He said that that was the reputation Kansas City had. And they said, yeah, up until 10 days ago. And he's like, so why would he just, you know, blindly wander into a city that had a reputation like that without even looking to see where where the on-ramp was on the other side of that, that overpass? You know, just stuff like that. There was a lot of stuff like that. It's like, why didn't you grab some supplies out of the truck as you were running into the hidey hole? You know, I mean, it's he had a couple he had a couple minutes after he killed those guys to or the one guy. Yeah. And and to um, to just grab stuff out of the truck and, you know, shove it through the hole and then follow it. I thought that Um, was a really excellent scene, that character a uh, young man pleading for his life. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, it was just a very, was believable. And then when Joel killed him, the kind of Ellie waking up more, even more to the violence of the world and mm-hmm. the front, the tough front she puts off, uh, puts on is uh, shaken a little bit yeah. there. Cause it's, it's mm-hmm. ugly business. What Joel does sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Matt and Mel, you were whispering. Do you have something you want to share with the class? Maddie. Carol. Steven, you're excluded from yeah. this. <laughs> we were uh, we were googling. I was asking. I was uh, Well, cuz cuz I wanted to br- I wanted to bring up Kathleen again. I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> because I know we've talked about it briefly to you, Matt A, before. Uh, just the fact how she's portrayed and how people seem to think that she's not a leader. But Melanie Linsky actually tweeted about that, about those criticisms. And she said that she, I just wanted to bring that up, that, she, that this is, she wanted to play it as a, like someone that was soft voiced and someone who was feminine and all the things that women have been told are typically weak. And she wanted to just kind of show uh, subvert expectations, I guess, in terms of how she was portraying that character. Because mm. I think that's what people expect when they see a leader. They expect somebody to have a big booming voice, you know, or have some sort of a presence. Presence, yes. Big booming voice, no. I expect some, someone but you know to project I, you know what I mean? She's, she, she does have a point. She's sub, she is subverting expectations because you had an expectation of what a leader should be. Someone who I – and I, I think it's not just a leader. It's a person who, who can convince people to do real acts of violence and yes. almost like a cult-like uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you want me to just read her tweets? <laughs> no. I'm going to move on because I want to talk no, about a different cult leader. I want to be wrong about this. <laughs> By no. the way um, – if I can go back a little bit to that uh, episode seven that you disliked so much, mm-hmm. um, the the mall thing. One of the things that was pulling me out of the story was the fact that I, if if they did it like you, you kind of felt like they did, which actually would make kind of sense considering what I was looking at. Um, the fact that these girls seem to know what all of these things were when especially the um, um, Ellie had never been in there before. And I don't know, 
you know, maybe they saw old movies with photo booths in them and stuff, but, you know, they know exactly how it all works and, and, you know, they know, you know, she, I don't know, all of this stuff. They're like, oh, this and oh, that. And it's like, you weren't born yet when all this stuff was shut down. And you've mm-hmm. never seen it before. And you've know, heard all about it. They've have heard, they? They've heard all about how things used to be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they don't, but they, you know, it's like when, have you ever seen any of the videos where you'll, you'll have, um, People like, you know, a teenager, an old telephone. And it's like, here, try and work this. And they're like trying to use the rules that are on cell phones now. You know, it's like they pick up the phone and it's like, oh, what's this weird noise that's on the phone? And what do you do? Okay, with the dial, how do you work this dial? You know, it's old technology. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've never seen it before, you should have a little bit of hesitation about how it all works. These girls were like, oh, hey, it's a photo booth. Let's, I don't know. It kept pulling me out of the story. Well, I guess it's they revealed that um, what's her face had been there already for a while. So she she uh, already worked out how everything worked. Right. Yeah. She her work, her knowing all about it. I understood it was the it was Ellie that it was like. Oh, I thought you know, I thought her girlfriend was just leading her through and showing her things, so it made it made sense to me. But well, she would bring him bring her to a place, but then Ellie would be like, "Oh, look, it's this," and you know, up until like the point that. when anyway. uh, she was able to execute a fatality in Mortal Kombat Two, <laughs> and according to Matt, they still have strategy guides lying around in the QZ. They do, they do. But uh, <laughs> she had the poster there. Why wouldn't she have a strategy guide? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I had a strategy I, guide. It was hard for me to pull those off at the arcade <laughs> without having them right in front of me. That, that's part of Ellie's character is that she's completely obsessed with, like, the old world. Like, that's – she's always asking people about it. She wants to be a part of it. She Anything she finds from the old world, she keeps, you know. I assume that's all part of the video game because I didn't really see that as in the show so much. Yeah, I concur. Yeah, I and if I had if that had been established, that would be a little bit more. But I don't know the photo booth specifically. I I think the video games made more sense, but the photo booth is like something that is barely around now. Much less, I mean, I think a, there'd be an awful lot of kids now who would be like, "What the hell is a photo booth? Mm-hmm. Why why do you need a photo booth? What right. you know? What is this and?" You know, but what if an adult showed one of them how to, you know, like obviously they might have shown like Ellie's girlfriend how to use it if they were if she discovered this place, she must have been brought around. There's instructions written right on it. On it, yeah. (laughs) Press start and and pose. Yeah, it's not too difficult to figure out. No, Ellie's girlfriend. Yes, I'm just saying that Ellie went in and she she needed no explanation. She. Mm. She knew exactly what was going on right away I mean, and all of that. That's what I'm saying. I, I guess we suspend our yeah. disbelief and maybe that she encountered yeah. another photo booth yeah. somewhere else in the QZ. I mean, she knew what Starbucks yeah. was as well. And we also have to remember that the world stopped in 2003. So there were no cell phone camera things. 
like there are mm-hmm. now if it if, if the world had ended ended in 2023 there's still time for that to happen but mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> no that's a good I, point i just wish that the episode had spent more time with her at the fedra facility <laughs> i was more curious about that life and how do how do they indoctrinate uh their their kids and make them in, in, into impressionable uh fascists because so we talked a little bit about Kathleen and about her style of leadership, but right. there was another cult, sort of cult yep. leader that shows up uh, toward the end in episode eight. Mm-hmm. David, the kind, I mean, sort of a projected idea of a preacher, but is not really religious at all. But uh, they're eating people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's kind of like, yeah. let's just skip the entire episode and just go, they're eating people, and that's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, that that was projected right away on that one. It was like, oh, okay, I think my first line is, ah, a cult, eating papa. I mean, that was, <laughs> you know, I knew that, that they were eating papa right away. The look on the girl's face when she was like, let's bury him right now. Nope, we can't bury him now. I'm like, uh-huh, they're going to eat him instead. <laughs> oh, Carol. <laughs> No, literally. That. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, that was like, okay, this is a simple one. In Walking Dead, there are, you remember, two instances of cannibalism, you know, cults that um, did some cannibalism. And in that show, they, like, teased it out an entire season. Then like, I got, uh, the, the two that I'm thinking about is... Um, some group called the Wolves, right? And then um, Terminus. Mm-hmm. Right? And it took all season long to uh, get to Terminus and find out what they're about. And it took all season long to kind of uh, find these wolves because they were they were kind of hunting them. Um, but in this show, they do it in a single episode, which surprised me that um, you know this settlement is, is just contained in a, a single episode, and it went by quickly. Um, Everything. But one did. thing I, yeah, everything did. Like, it, mm-hmm. this would have been, this could have been stretched out. I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if it would have been better. I agree. Uh, I think it would have, it would, uh, would have helped all the issues that Matt and Carol are having with like believing certain things about characters or believing motivations if they had time to flesh them out more, but not Walking Dead amount of time. Right. <laughs> Somewhere in between. Like mm. we don't need a whole season where Kathleen is the big bad and no. they're gonna take her out, you know. They would have lost me on that one that yeah. season. I mean, Walking I, Dead, I've forgotten when Walking Dead lost me. It was a, it was a few seasons in, but um Yeah, they they would have lost me on Kathleen. I I don't know. I I was not upset about the fact that we we would get through something in in an, an episode or two, by the end of the second episode it was in, we would mo- be moving on. Because um, a lot of them, I think, would have really worn badly. But it would have been nice to have, as you said, more of who Ellie was. Some more character stuff about Ellie rather than making her... A- you, have to, you have to assume a lot of it. You know, yeah. too, like it's kind of like, when you think about 
figuring out people's motivations, it's kind of like real life. You don't always know other people's motivations and what drives them and whether it's believable or not. You know, you're you're going to encounter people in real life that you're like, why the hell are they like that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And you're never yeah. going to find out why. You're never going to know. And I mean, that's okay. definitely more satisfying. It's so satisfying if you know, but, but it's know. real life. It's real life, though. Like, you don't always know why people do the things they do. Yeah, but the thing is, it's that's why in fiction they've got to make that decision. And in this case, they kind of did a... a um, you, you follow um, Joel, and Ellie is kind of the mystery. And then they fill in the gaps as you go, you know. And then they, they fill in some of... You know, some of Joel is not there, but, you know, you pretty well have an idea. Like, you don't know how he went from being this, you know, construction worker dad to being, mm-hmm. you know, somebody that he considers himself a pretty bad guy. And a lot of other people consider him a pretty bad guy. So there's that kind of mystery. But considering what's going on in the world, it was like the idea that, hey, I did what you know, I needed to do mm-hmm. was enough of an explanation to some degree. And it was like, yeah, it's the, a horrible world will treat, will make some people go to horrible places to survive. Mm-hmm. There was just something about the pacing of the last two episodes that felt like if they had just padded them, like with another 15 to 20 minutes each hour, we could have let some things breathe a little bit more. Because they were pretty breakneck after the yeah, but, flashback yeah. episode, and the cult guy went from zero to one hundred and twenty really fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Where you start out the episode, and he he says, "Oh yeah, I used to be a teacher. And, you know, I've always been good <laughs> with kids, and now I'm a preacher, and they elected me to be you know in charge, and um, you know, and then, and then it goes to." Like, oh, yeah, we're cannibal now, and, um, you know, no one here is my equal. And it just really amplified. Each each time David spoke, he progressively got worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they, you know, he was, they were progressing him slowly through, you know, taking away the layers and taking away the layers. And then... Then at the end there, it's like, okay, she uh, broke his finger, and now he's not just going to, you know, punish her or whatever. Now he's going to chop her up alive um, and, you know, feed her to his flock. Um, You know, I mean, I get it that he's in a rage, but I don't know. It just, it seemed like he just went, like... Wee just way over, and I guess you know, bad guys have their breaking points. Well, the second game's uh, story is going to be told over two seasons, which on the surface sounds encouraging for them giving things more breathing room. But the second game was twice as long as the first game, so maybe it will be the exact amount of breathing room as this season, and everything will still move at a breakneck speed. One of my complaints about the second game is that it is so long and stretched out. And I would have preferred the game if it had been shorter and more focused. So there's probably things from the second game they could 
leave out. But anyway. Now, sure. what did they add to this season? Because I heard that they, I mean, like you said, Kathleen was not in the game mm-hmm. at all, right? I'm trying to think of. It's just, like subtle, it's just subtle things, really. Trying, a lot trying to of think it. of like new story beats. Well, was I think his deviation was um, episode three, the Bill and Frank episode. Right. Yeah. 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 And I, I think um, episode three is the best of the season. So I'm glad yeah. they made those changes. I would agree. Oh, yeah. That was that was very nicely done. I loved it as an episode of television. I'm not sure I agree that they should have spent all that time on characters who were never going to return again instead of giving us more Joel and Ellie time. As an episode of TV, I loved it. As an episode of this show, I don't know if I did. I, I love it. I, I, I see that. Um, just personally, I love it when shows deviate from the main story and just carve out a little space and just show like this this about the world, providing texture for the world, even if it doesn't advance a plot. I also looking at it from from the point of view of somebody who had no idea how this whole thing was going to go. Um, Reinforce. The, the fact that you didn't know who was going to survive and who wasn't. Because um, as I was talking to my friend the other night, who uh, we had discussed the last time I was over at her house, we had discussed um, um, The Last of Us. And so she had, and she's a horror fan, so she had started watching it, and her comment was the same as one of mine on the first episode which is um, the girl dies because that was the focus you know the way they did it it's like you thought that it was going to be about this girl and her father because uh, I had heard that you know he it was a guy and a young girl and mm. you know trying you, to get some place. you thought it was going to be his daughter yeah because it was being told from her point of view and so, you know, I was just like, oh, crap, they, you know, she dies. OK. And so you have you have that set up in the first episode that they're indicating, OK, you can't tell who is going to stay alive and who's going to die. And then <laughs> and then third, third episode, basically, they did the same thing again. That, you know you didn't realize until near the end that, Oh, we're telling a whole story. These two guys are going to be dead. And then they, every episode did that. You're like, Oh, new people. Well, they'll be dead soon. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, a lot of the new people were dead, but for instance, you know, there's a point when um, they tried to do that with Joel, where it looked like Joel was going to be dead. Mm. And, I just have a note in here, something like, um, uh, this is episode six, and I have something about how they're two very broken people. Ooh, big trouble. Can't imagine Joel will die, dot, 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 yet. And it was like, I wasn't sure that Joel wouldn't die by the end, but I didn't think he was going to die yet. But on the other hand, you know, they killed some people maybe this story was just going to go on with ellie i hoped not because i like joel but 
And I was glad he didn't die. Did you like him by the end of the series? I like his character. Uh, do I like him as like a pal to pal around with? Um, <laughs> to pal around. Hmm. You know. Would you go I, into a photo booth with him? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not even going to dignify that one with an answer. Um, <laughs> it might be fun if you have a pun book with you. Carol, Carol just doesn't know how photo booths work. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's just. I there's lots of different answers to that question. I just it's, I'm controlling it, myself here. It's interesting because we watched it with Matt's family, and I feel like half the room was completely disgusted with what he did, and the other half was like he did it. He would do anything for Ellie. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, jump ahead, I guess, and talk about the the last uh, episode yeah. and the. I don't know, Stephen, if you remember what I said when we talked about the premiere about how. I enjoyed the game up until the end when a character makes a decision that I don't agree with, and it's completely yeah. in keeping with the character. But and I can't fault it for that. But I just don't like it. Just does unsettles me and kind of retroactively makes me not <laughs> makes me unhappy. And that's what that's what it it is. That's what this is. He dooms the entire world for mm -hmm. his surrogate daughter. And at the end of the episode, the preceding episode where Ellie has this very emotional. Um, breakdown because she's nearly killed and assaulted and has to defend herself with this gruesome violence and he he picks her up and he's like oh i got you baby girl and you're like yes he's made all this like this character growth he's he's accepted her and 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 the emotional walls have been broken down and now he's like a real father again and then it's like actually that's not a great thing <laughs> yeah it's, it's i a like little the irony bit there it's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit creepy when you think about it, because it, it's like, she's kind of like a replacement. Yeah. Or like, a, she's like, oh, it's like, you can be my pretend daughter now. No, not you can be, you are. You are my whether pretend you like daughter. <laughs> whether, and, and she needs that person just as much as he needs that person. Like, she needs a father figure or a protector figure. Well, the last time that the last time we recorded, I I kind of complained uh, a little bit about that first episode where they spent so much time with Sarah mm. from her point of view, kind of like what Carol was saying that mm. we spent so much time um, right at the beginning of the season with this character that ends up dying right mm. off the bat, mm. and it took all season long. It took nine episodes. For me to come to realizations like oh, we needed to see that in order to mm -hmm. understand Joel's <laughs> motivation in the very last episode. Mm -hmm. So it, it was it took nine episodes to pay off, <laughs> but mm -hmm. you just had to wait until it actually did. And that that mm -hmm. it, I appreciate that first episode more, having watched the final episode and kind of understanding what what his, motivates him. And it it, it is it's uh, a father for his daughter. And not yeah. wanting, not wanting to lose her again, not you know, incapable mm -hmm. of losing her again. And I'm yeah. wondering too, like the difference between like someone that has kids versus someone that doesn't, whether they understand more the the decision that Joel made to save Ellie over potentially saving the world. I'm just curious as to like that opinion. Yeah, that would probably split people, I'm sure. 
Yeah, I should imagine so. Like, for you, Carol, like, you have a son, and Stephen, I think you have kids? Who have kids? Yeah. (laughs) So, like, what do you guys, how do you guys, like, what do you guys think about that? I'm just curious to know, like, if that kind of colors your perception. Would you do what Joel did? Mm. (laughs) Well, I I agree with Joel in that uh, that last mm-hmm. episode. So uh, unlike uh, unlike Matt A, you know where you go. Yeah, I, I I'd be I'd be okay with doom in the world for for. <laughs> Actually, I've come to the realization: if there was ever an apocalyptic event, I would uh, I would be dead within you know days because. <laughs> That's, well, I think any I podcaster is doomed. <laughs> <laughs> this is, our skill set is sitting and talking. So, <laughs> you know what? That's a good skill to have. Every culture needs story keepers. <laughs> yeah, we're the story keepers. <laughs> Keep us. Uh, I um, there was there was to answer Mel's question mm-hmm. um, from my point of view. Mm-hmm. The there were things that really bothered me about it was like. Oh, they think that, you know, if we do this and take, you know, and take her brain apart, mm-hmm. maybe this will, you know, do you whatever. Yeah. And on the basis of that, would I sacrifice my son to people who were basically just like, hey, let's just give it a shot. Yeah. You know, let's not do research first. Right. <laughs> You know, I I kind of agree with you, Karen, because like I feel like why did they have to go to the death route immediately? Like, could they not have tested things and done things? I think uh, first we're supposed to. I don't know if they talk about it, but the doctor's done all the research beforehand. I I honestly don't really believe that. Got there. How? I have a hard time believing that. But it that. sounds all theoretical. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like you'd still want to do all the tests. And How? It's yeah. still, like, there's a lot of self-curing that you could do. Like, I feel, like, I don't know. Like, I just think that that's very... He hasn't had her there physically. Mm. Yeah, they're doing it immediately like without that. doing anything else. They haven't even ruled out everything else first. Yeah, there's no take yeah. on that if you <laughs> yeah if you kill her your test subject is done like you're yeah. done you have nothing exactly. left maybe start it small yeah goose golden egg you know it's yeah. um yeah i mean between honestly between my dealing with a lot of doctors right now on behalf of my brother <laughs> down mm. in florida mm. and my having a only child yeah, yeah. <laughs> as my son um, no, I, I probably, <laughs> I could have done a Joel. Okay. So it wasn't, but it's not just Joel taking Ellie out of the facility. It's the fact that he kills a ton of people, including the doctor and Marlene, who Marlene, mm-hmm. you could have been less forthcoming with what they were going to do to Ellie. Right. And all of that would have been avoided. <laughs> just be like, she's resting. And then just, just keep t- every like a couple hours which I was like can I see her now no she's resting just keep saying she's resting is that the same as sleeping saying, I don't know uh-huh. are you saying Marlene should have lied at Joel to uh, save the world if not lied she could have at least been a little more sensitive about and like not just been like yeah we're gonna kill her alright bye like the way that she <laughs> delivered that, that news is so tactless yeah. and... I kind of wonder what 
what did Joel expect would happen? Because he was given this mission at the beginning in Boston to take Ellie essentially to some medical facility. And at that point, he didn't care. He was right. doing a job. He was getting paid, right? So he, he had to have understood that on some level what was going to happen when he dropped her off with the fireflies. I mean, he spent all season, you know, okay. several <laughs> months, I guess. To, uh, he didn't once thought, think about what was going to happen to Ellie once he delivered her. You might consider that, but I feel like that would not be your first thought. That, oh, yeah, they're going to kill her. <laughs> they're going to kill her immediately. Like, I would have thought, yeah, they're going to do tests. She's really important to this. She's really important. Why would they kill her? Yeah. She's I so think... important to solving this problem. If you kill her, you're done. Like, that's what I don't understand why they wanted to kill her. I don't I feel like, yeah. I feel I like Marlene. Like, I, don't, and... I, think, I think they were too, like, they thought they were this is what they were supposed to do, but I don't, I don't think that they knew what they were actually doing. There's that so surgeon, many- was he actually a researcher? No, he was just a surgeon, right? They did not have, he was just probably supposing, well, maybe if we do this, they yeah. probably didn't have the right people on their team to determine the right way forward with Ellie. They were, and they were theorizing why she was, why she was immune. And, you know, it's like, and a doctor's, a doctor's, uh, you know, doctors are like, do no harm. They're not supposed to kill people on purpose. Mm. Right. Tell that to Eichmann. Um, <laughs> when I, know, and, yeah, go on. Oh, when I played the game way back mm. when this, this ending of my game didn't match up with the TV show. Because in my version of the game, Joel spends about 20 minutes trying not to shoot the doctor. <laughs> and that that didn't happen in the, in the TV show. He shoots the doctor immediately. The doctor doesn't get, like, maybe he's just like, no, and then the, the doctor gets killed. Uh, the doctor, That's... not spoilery, I don't think too much to say, is something of a character in the second game. And doesn't seem like a character in this finale at all. So they didn't, knowing that the doctor could be a character in the second game with some flashbacks and stuff, uh, didn't bother to front load it in the finale, which I thought was interesting. Mm. Yeah. Maybe they're going to have a secondary doctor. I think you might, I think they might recast that doctor. Yeah. And you're not supposed to, and by, by minimizing how much dialogue was said, you're not going to notice that's it. Oh, that's a different actor playing that doctor. I I could be, they could split a. They could split the character into two characters, is what I was saying. I, you know. I could, yeah. Hmm? I could be wrong, misremembering, but I'm pretty sure, like what you were saying, Matt, about like delaying killing the doctor because he didn't want to. I think once I realized that I had to, I think I was like, "All right, I'm going all in." And I think I just threw a Molotov at him. Oh. <laughs> Well, Matt, you're just unnecessarily cruel. We know that about you and your personality. That you're, but this you're is a how he person. plays. Games. Yeah, he I, plays games in the most cruel way possible, I, and he is not that person in real life. I think I ended up being like, okay, I think I can. I have to. I have to kill. Shoot the doctor. So I think I shot him in the foot, and that mm. killed him. And I'm no! like, what the hell, game? <laughs> Wow, you must have hit an artery. <laughs> really? So, uh, that's some shooting. 
But I, I, I definitely try to avoid the violence. Like, if I could just take Ellie away, I don't want to take away a medical uh, resource that this community has. Like, I don't I don't want to kill any of these people. Like, I'm, I'm on the side of the anti-establishment, anti-government types, the anti-fascists. Like, I'm on the side of the Fireflies. I don't want to kill the Fireflies. And I don't want to kill their doctor. I just want to get Ellie away. But the game is, is like, no, you must do it. You must be... You must embody Joel and be violent in this moment. And it was so stomach-turning for me. Because I, I like Joel. I'm getting flashbacks of playing It Takes Two. I, <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying, Matt. I think... Um, I mean, obviously, Joel is in... I mean, he's in, like, a, a fugue state or something at that right. point. I mean, he just... He just has gone off he's you know yes he um, becomes a, he goes on on auto mode as he guns people down but there's I just no half... auto mode. I, I think it's almost what he feels like he should have been doing to save his daughter okay probably what he's been dreaming for years that you know how it should have gone you know he should have just been brutal and mm. just killed everybody in order to get his daughter out of there and um like i'm not failing this time yeah exactly and the yeah. other thing is that if he leaves any of them i i agree that i mean the overkill is really disturbing to say the least but at the same time i realized as i was watching it that if he leaves any of them alive they're just going to come after her yeah well that's what he says and, he's like if i you know you'll just come after her but uh yeah. Then at the end, the very last scene, she, she's she's basically like, look, if I'm gonna go with you, I want you to tell me the truth. Mm. And he lies to her, and she says, yep. okay. Mm. So I I feel in that moment that she is going that she's lying to herself. She's like she's made the decision that I know he's lying to me, but I'm going to allow allow the lie so that we can just move on. Mm. Do you feel? That's like, well, yeah. how did you read, how did, Carol and Stephen, how did you both read that scene? I, I read it as similar to what you did, other than I felt like it was, I'm going to accept the lie for now. Mm, for now. Um, yeah, I, I, I got the feeling that down the road, she, she might revisit it, um, that, but for now, this is she's going to accept it, and move, you know, move forward with him. But I don't think she's going to forget it, and I don't think she, I don't think she totally believes it. Well, I'll I'll say that um, I think she knows that Joel's lying, and I think that she accepts that lie as the reality of this world. And if, if I can go back to Deadwood, it's the lie agreed upon. Everyone in the community agrees that we, we all accept this lie and move forward. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think she's going to revisit it, but um, I think she, in that moment, she's like, okay, let's, let's go forward. I can't remember. Did you play the second game? No. no. Or, and did you play the first game? I can't remember. No, he that didn't. Either. He oh, said yeah. that he didn't. Just watch well, the video. 
Yeah, so I won't um, I won't watch the part two until the series because I, I don't want to be spoiled by anything in the series. So I'll I'll come into it fresh and then watch it later. Is there a is there a time frame for the second se- series? I'm guessing at least two years until it until it airs. Yeah, that's the problem with these. You know, there's such space in between. Well, between the first game and the second game, I think there's a five-year time jump, I think. Do you just mean, like, we're all talking about it now, and then when it comes back, we may not be in the same... We, the interest well, level may may drop? No, I'm just... it's. I mean, there are times when uh, some of these series that I'm watching on, you know, on different streaming services and stuff, you know, you, it's a long enough period of time. I kind of, for, number one, I kind of forget what happened to some degree. And number two, which I figure, okay, they want you to wa- rewatch it again before the, before it happens. Um, and number two, I'll, I won't realize that the thing has come out because it's like not on my radar all that much. And like there was one series that I'd been waiting for a, for a while and Six months later, I found out that the the next season had dropped. Is it you the know? Nevers you're talking? About? No, the Nevers, the Nevers. I lost track of entirely. I have no idea how much of that I watched, and um, and how much was done or anything. I just totally lost track of that entirely. That you know, there's a lot of them that just drop off my radar because you know, I don't well, know. There's Communication. I, I, I see what you're saying, and there's so much content that yeah, and and it does seem like these streaming services in particular are guilty of putting things on their service a new season and having no marketing or anything behind it. Yeah, where it's yeah. unless you're checking Netflix every single week and looking to see what's new and hot, and there's like this is what's hot in America right now. You just yeah. you're like, oh, I didn't even realize that that. There was another season of that. When did that happen? No one talked about it. Yeah. Well, there's there's a 500 new things every week, so yeah. it is. Yeah, it is I tough. Um, I was I was dying to see the last because um, um, I don't know if you know the the uh, series um, uh, La Casa de Papel or the the uh, Money Heist in English. I haven't watched it, but I've heard nothing but good things. Oh yeah, good show, really good show. And um, the last, the last part, the last episode, you know, group of episodes, last series, whatever you call it. That I'd been really waiting for that and waiting for it, and then I found out that it had dropped like six months before. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, what? There, <laughs> there ought to be a service where you could sign up for. It's like send me a notification when this is about to come out or just came out yeah. by title like let me remind so you uh i would say you could probably listen to this podcast then before the next season of the last of us to re- refresh your memory of all the events that happened and then I... that way mel is right we are the storytellers that should uh definitely be saved in society that's right and and not eaten yeah we're very important and, mm-hmm. and i will probably still have my notes that i took Very useful. 
I, I won't eat you. <laughs> I do want to rewind and, and just because if we passed it by, uh, episode three really was for me the, the high point of the show. And I think it's just because in an hour and 20 minutes, really, I mean, if you, if you take out the, the, the present day stuff that bookended it, it's just a solid hour of character stuff and, and that they were able to tell a 20 year love story in an hour and it didn't feel too fast was kind of a feat and a lot of the stuff that they touched upon like getting older mm-hmm. and losing your faculties and things of that nature is just a universal truth that's at, i think more upsetting and relatable than any sort of post-apocalyptic stuff because that's just all like fantastical but mm-hmm. having your body fail you or and all of that it's just like that was just oh very upsetting for, for me mm-hmm. something i think about even though i'm still well, relatively young I think mm. about it a lot. Mm. Yep. So, and just like, really acted. Do. And... Yeah, you're, you're right. It's universal. Everybody thinks about it. It is. It is. And honestly, as you get older, I mean, um, an awful lot of people I know are dealing with uh, various versions of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and our society is not really set up for it. No. Not at all. No. Maybe in Canada more than us. Huh. I would debate that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying maybe. I don't know. Depends, you know. depends what your what your uh, resources are like, I guess. Or yeah, that's it's, it's hard. It's hard for everybody. Like we have some advantages, but we also have still a lot of disadvantages because we're a lot more alike, you guys, than you you think. <laughs> Really? <laughs> well, you know, you always used to be a thing that, oh, Canadians are just like Americans. And then mm. it was, we finally got the idea that, oh, you know what? No, Canadians aren't just like Americans. No, it's, there's like a lot of similarities, but yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I, heard, I heard a stat recently that I can't remember what year, amount of years it was, but it was like Canada, everything that happens in the U.S. comes to Canada like 10 years later yeah. or something like that. I timeline has been like accelerating because we have recently. like we have like our own kind of trumpy kind of guy yeah, it's like gun in the, violence in, in the back the in the background and yeah, yeah and we have different laws but you know it's yeah yeah and you start having some mass shootings mm-hmm. yeah. yeah we're really sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's, it's we really so, are sorry i yeah. you know i can't apologize enough yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's not your fault personally, Carol. <laughs> uh, sometimes I feel like, you know, uh, I'm still part of society. Yeah, we all are. Uh, yeah. but Carol, and- if we let you know when uh, season two of The Last of Us comes on, will, will you watch it? Yeah. 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 Awesome. What, what do you what are you expecting out of that season two? What, what would you want to see? You said you don't like the kind of the horror aspects. Yeah, let's get I kinda predictions wanna, from you both. Yep. I want to see more horror aspects. I want to see more monster effects. Okay. Because I, I feel like it was lacking this, this season. It's true. There was not enough mushroom zombies. <laughs> <laughs> For storyline, what, what do you want? Where do you want the story to go? Oh. All right, let me think here because I hadn't really thought about this. Um, 
All right. Well, obviously, they talked about going back to to the um, to the Tommy's place. Thing. Jackson. Jackson. Is that that was the name of it? Jackson. Yeah. Uh, um. So, oof. Well, obviously, they've got to get. There's got to be some kind of trouble or something. And there's a five year five year time skip. Remember. Oh, there's a five year time skip. Yeah. Okay. That's spoilery. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I would imagine that Jackson could get invaded, um, or you know, something to that effect, or or they somebody could start coming after Ellie. That that I would imagine Ellie's secret is going to get known at some point. Um, okay. And, and, uh, I don't know whether Jackson will get, will get, uh, you know, kind of discovered by people and have problems that way, or, or Ellie and, and Joel are going to have to make a run for it of, you know, that kind of thing or what? I really don't know. I don't know where I want it to go. I, I'm kind of just like ready to just sort of see where they take it you know mm-hmm. i i don't really have any expectations i i sort of try and do that with things because it's more interesting to see where somebody else's mind takes it than kind of do it myself though i i will sometimes sort of weave weave things but i haven't with this I haven't really thought about, you know, where I would, where I would take it in my mind. Um, I kind of like them just being in a nice place for a while. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, it makes me happy to think of them in a nice place for a while after all the crap they've been through. Well, they get five years there. <laughs> That'll be the five years we don't get to see, right? Yeah. In between. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would assume that the five years are spent there, and then it picks it up, you know, and goes somewhere unfortunate. Yeah, I think I have to agree with you, Carol. I, they to be true to the this first season, it's got to be like a road trip. Um, yeah. So they'll they'll have to be forced out of Jackson for one reason or another, and then go yeah. on a road trip. Um, yeah. um, the two things I want to see out of that second season. So I want to see more, more monsters, more uh, mushroom people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I feel like was missing from the game um, or missing that, that was in the game, but missing from the first season was like um, the environment. I mean, there, there's a lot about like in the game, crouching down and you know, doing flanking maneuvers around the environment, and it mm-hmm. was it was uh, the environment was like a character in the, and you saw hints of that in season one, but it it wasn't really um, portrayed very well. I'd like to see that portrayed a little bit more in season two. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how like how in certain ways it feels like they cheaped out on stuff, but, uh, but the budget I think for each episode was like a record <laughs> or, or it was really high at least. I don't know if it was a record, but these, this was insane, insanely like expensive to produce, but yet there's a, yeah. We're like, why, why couldn't you show more of X or do more of Y? 
Um, do you think they, I mean, obviously there was a lot of CGI involved with, you know, making these cities and everything. But do you think they made too much stuff practical or? No, do more practical. <laughs> I think there's, a, 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 yeah. we talked about it before offline, before we recorded, an Uncanny Valley thing that's happening with that giraffe. Where mm-hmm. some part of that scene is obviously digital and some and some is real and you just can't quite tell which is what and I couldn't anyway and I'm like is that giraffe real like I I was so distracted I, I, by like looking for the seams because I knew that there that <laughs> they existed but I I think I got it wrong then I think the giraffe was real the background was fake but I I, I swear to God I couldn't tell but I just knew like in my gut like something's off here. Mm-hmm. That giraffe did not look real to me. It and was. yet the giraffe wanna, was real. <laughs> I want to know how a whole herd of giraffe um, has survived giraffe in the game. last 20 years. Like, wherever they are, that's where I would set up my camp. <laughs> <laughs> they are they are protected. Were they inside, like, a stadium? Is that why they were protected? I don't uh, know. Or a zoo? I, I assume I, it was a zoo. I assume the zoo. It looked like a stadium. It looked like a baseball stadium. So that, that's where I would set up my camp because obviously they haven't been attacked by mushroom people. Plus, it's like endless food. A giraffe could feed you for days. <laughs> <laughs> saying the giraffe was real, but mm, CG I, giraffe. It, it really, it really didn't look it. it yeah. You no, know, the way it was interacting. I mean, it might have been a real giraffe, but if it was, I don't think then the people were in the same place as the giraffe. They were. Matt is looking up uh, some factoids here. All right. Fun giraffe facts. Well, I'm just, I saw a picture literally today. Uh, I don't, I just don't know if I can search it and have it come up. Oh, here's some. The fact that they made it look less real than Jurassic Park. If it was a real giraffe, they managed to make it look not real. I just posted a picture. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> we don't believe you, Matt. <laughs> so what savanna animals do you want to see in season two? <laughs> a it's all monkeys and giraffes. I, I want to see an elephant. I think someone needs to ride an elephant. I want to see a hippo eating somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Or like maybe eating like a, no like a hippo eating like a hippo eating maybe like a yeah like a mushroom person I, that would be cool. Okay, they might eat because aren't they they're they're they veg they're vegetarians right? They're vegetarians, yeah, they, but they, they're very violent vegetarians. Oh, I know they kill people all the time. They kill people all the time. <laughs> yeah, they kill people like, all the time. But they it was like in the them. news there was a guy that had if that had hippos on thing. what? Sorry. I said they don't eat people. They wouldn't be eating people, but they might oh, eat them. fungus. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Fungus so. people. But yeah. yeah, it was in the news. There was like a guy that had hippos on his land. He's like, yeah, they're my friends. And then he ended up getting killed by one of them. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. Friends. <laughs> there's a hitman level where you can push somebody into a hippo pit and they and it'll eat them. Oh. Mm. Nice. Uh, Do you guys... Do you guys have any hopes or desires, wants for uh, the characters of Ellie and Joel? Where do you want them to go as characters? Not physically go, but <laughs> I just mean where you want their ca- them to take their characters. I think the actress, uh, Bella Ramsey, I want to see her really um, come into her own. I, I think she's still right there on the edge of 
what, like adolescence and adulthood where her acting maybe is not as good as some of the other people. Like, I like what you were saying. I liked uh, episode three and episode seven, like episode seven being in the mall, you know, with uh, Ellie and Riley, but you didn't like some of their, their interactions. I wonder if it's because they were young, younger actors. I just think they didn't have good chemistry. The two of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they were both fine actors and especially I think Bella is a really good actress, but I think the chemistry was lacking between the two of them. I just didn't think they meshed. Like I couldn't believe that they had a thing for each other. It just felt forced. The whole thing felt forced, but it didn't look like, it didn't look like they actually liked each other in real life. (laughs) (laughs) I was, yeah, they were projecting, you know, Ellie was projecting the whole thing of, you know, being sexually nervous and all of that for, you know, a long, long, long time. Mm. And yet... I see what you did I there. Huh? Maybe you, didn't, maybe you didn't mean to. <laughs> she, she, she didn't mean to. <laughs> she didn't mean to. What? You said that for a long, long time. There's an episode the called Long, Long Time. That's, that's the Bill and yeah. Frank episode. That's oh, the Linda okay. Ronstadt episode. Okay. Where yeah, I have no, to I say, have, that episode no does, that had some right. funny lines, that episode. Uh, the Arby's line, uh, was, Arby's <laughs> didn't get free lunches, it was a restaurant. Uh, and then at the <laughs> end, when Joe goes, oh no, no, this is good, this is Linda Ronstadt. Do you know who Linda Ronstadt is? And, and Ellie just says, you know I don't know who Linda Ronstadt is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was great. The show could be funny, too. I always appreciate a little bit of levity. Want to hear my answer? Yes. Ellie Ellie ditches Joel and goes live a peaceful existence with the the two Northern Exposure people in that cabin (laughs) in the snow. With Graham Graham, Green. I loved that couple. They were amazing. (laughs) Well, I think was the um the other guy was from Dances with Wolves. Uh but yeah. I don't think he was on Northern Exposure, was he? Uh, he was, yeah, he was. So Graham Green and Elaine Miles. Yeah. Two actors. It was so great to see Marilyn again. <laughs> now, there's I a love show the way she speaks. I it's would... very very peaceful. Like there's yeah. no care in the world. Mm. He was only <laughs> in it for five episodes. But I would Love a rewatch of Northern Exposure. Is that on like Hulu or something? No, it's not. But I love Northern Exposure, and I do have the discs. Oh, new podcast! New podcast! <laughs> I've never seen Northern it. Northern Exposure is one of my favorite shows of all time. There you go. I'm yeah, on board. Just a quirky, like small town kind of like you know. So, I, do they make shows like this still? I feel like they don't. Mm. No. They- they try. They do fish out of water every so often, but it's never done as, as, you know, well. I liked Men in Trees, which was kind of like an imitator of Northern Exposure. I don't or, know that that Anne, show at all. Anne Heche goes to Alaska, uh, where there's like so many. I guess the the premise of the title is that there's just so many men in Alaska, not women, that if you're a single lady and you're looking for a a partner. Go to go to Alaska. They basically fall out of the trees there because there's so many yeah. of them. Men in trees. That's that's the name of the show. So that's it's funny. it is it's another fish out of water. Like go, you know, city gal goes to small town, 
Alaska. Yeah. Was that was that the Quirky. show that had had a like a really obscure Twin Peaks reference where two characters are like looking through binoculars at the town across the way and commenting on it? It's probably um that that could be. <laughs> That's I really like that. <laughs> What that show? What it's not. It? It's what not was... streaming on anywhere in Canada, unfortunately. What? Uh, oh, which one? Men in Trees or Northern oh. Exposure? Oh, sorry, I was looking up Northern Exposure. Yeah. Northern Exposure hasn't been streaming on anything. It's it's really, you know, and I don't know why. It's it's like it's like the producers or whoever owns it just doesn't want it doesn't want to let it go or something. I don't or know. There's music rights that need to be sorted out, perhaps. That's kind of what a lot of a lot of there's, issues are there's not that much music i mean that you know like popular music that i remember in it there's a few there's a few kind of actually funny sorts of things that have to do with the show tunes and stuff but i don't think that would ha- come into it they and did they have a whole radio station where uh, doc was playing uh, you know music over over the air so that i can yeah. see that being yeah but most of the stuff that they were playing was not, you know, it wasn't the expensive stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and uh, if it's just incidental stuff, they could replace it with something else and nobody would probably notice. Yeah. Uh, Picket Fences is on Hulu. Hmm. But uh, I don't yeah. know if it's the whole... S- There's four seasons on Hulu, but I don't know if it's every single episode, though. Sometimes they these these shows, they you look you look at it without looking closely and you you think, oh, it's got the whole show there. But they've taken out like an episode or two for some bizarre reason. But I, there might be all of it. 88 episodes. That looks right. I kind of want to rewatch that too. <laughs> I need another, uh, making, like, show to have it on the background while I make dinner episode, a uh, show. Cause, uh, that's what I was doing with The Good Wife for seven seasons. I was rewatching that and had it on in the background of making dinner. Got I didn't it. need to give it my full attention because I've already seen it. So. I need another show yeah. like that where it's like I can't put The Last of Us on in the background while I'm making dinner. That's this I got to give that my full focus. That's cinematic. It's, you know, yeah, also and also it's gross and violent. I need I was going to I don't know if I really want to be dealing with food during while I'm watching that one. Yeah. Especially mushrooms or something. <laughs> Any final people. thoughts about uh Season one of The Last of Us. So I really liked season one, but I probably won't go back and rewatch it anytime soon. I mean, I I feel like it's kind of a uh, flash in the pan kind of show. I don't know. Other than watching some of the acting, like I I love uh, Pascal and uh, Bella Ramsey. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I feel like it should have been 12 episodes instead of nine. Mm. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, I There were a couple notes that I had. Um, you know, that last um, killing spree scene. I noticed there was really nice photography in there. Now, since I wrote that, you know, knowing that a lot of that last, I don't know how much of that, but it was all directly out of the video game. Um, it's kind of interesting that, oh, I wonder if all the nice photography that was in that killing spree was just 
directly from the video game, and the video game just has really nice graphics. And it does. You know, you're and, you're absolutely uh, right with that, Carol. When when the camera's like over Joel's shoulder, and you just see it, it's, it's straight out of the video game. Yeah, and so, it, but I literally that's my last my last note on the entire season was nice photography on the killing spree. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I um, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it, but I agree that I probably, I'm not like, oh, I have to watch it again, which admittedly, like when we come to like Money Heist and stuff, I watched that in, I watched it in Spanish with subtitles, then I watched it dubbed, then I watched, you know, I mean, I watched it a few times and then I watched it with my son. And um, so, you know, there's shows that that I really enjoy watching multiple times and seeing the subtleties of it. Um, this I really enjoyed. I'd like to see the next part, but I'm not sure I would watch it again, you know, just because, just to for the fun of it. I enjoyed it, though. Yeah, having played the game and watched the show and talked about the show and watched reactors react to certain things from the show, like, I'm, I don't, unless I was going to be in an environment where I wanted to show it to somebody else and like, we're going to watch it together. I don't, Yeah. I'll, I probably wouldn't sit down and watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I suggested it to my friend and, you know, we've been literally getting together every couple weeks um, and watching various shows things that Alex had missed and my son had missed things that she's missed that, that we really like and think that she would really like. And so we've been, you know, like scrolling through these various shows that, that, uh, we've got kind of, and I was not, I never suggested that we all watch this together. It's like, okay, you should watch this because it's really good. I think you'd like it. You know, (laughs) I don't need to watch it with you. Um, <laughs> and and for the Humphrey household, you watched it with your family. You said, uh, "Yep, family and friends." What did uh, what was the overall mood? I think I think Positive. everybody really, yeah, I think everybody really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, they didn't do much raving about it after the fact, but in the moment, they enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Oh, can we just uh, call out Ashley Johnson? who plays Ellie in the video game and played Ellie's mother in the last episode of the show. Yeah, right. she's good. She is uh-huh. a force, for sure. Mm-hmm. They found a way to bring, uh, I think, everybody but Nolan North onto the <laughs> into yeah. the, the show. Uh, the actor who played Tommy in the video game was one of the Kathleen soldiers, like lead guy in, in that arc, and uh, Troy Baker, who played Joel in the game, played uh, David's right-hand man in the uh, episode eight so buddy boy buddy boy yeah mm-hmm. have buddy boy and somebody, go get it. and somebody from the next game made a cameo as one of the nurses in this yep laura bailey i see that uh and then yeah merle dandridge who played marlene in the game played marlene in the show so they were able mm-hmm. 
which I thought is it's nice that they paid respect to the actors who did such a phenomenal job doing the mocap and voice work for those characters in that game that they were able to bring them into the TV show and find a way to give them parts is, uh, I think, a, a nice touch and it shows respect. Yeah. yeah. Ellie's mother's scene, that was that was new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't have a video game corner. So yeah, they like that, though. I, there's a lot of um, like new material that I really like. So I'm, I'm hoping there's some... A lot, yeah, new a lot of the new material was stuff they thought about doing in the past and just couldn't make it work. Apparently, this the, the little story of Ellie's mom was written and considered for a comic, and then it was considered for like a prequel video game and all sorts oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah. interesting. I mean, that definitely... The, the point of that scene is to tell us how Ellie sort of became immune right that it happened like yeah right well, it's a the, it's a possible explanation possible they didn't, explanation yeah, yeah I guess on, the, they on the official podcast they're like we're not saying it's definitely that but could have it, been <laughs> it, it definitely seems like that's how what one of the points of that other than just to give ashley johnson a scene mm-hmm. was to to suggest that the magic formula for ellie's immunity was that she was bit right at the moment of being born <laughs> and the, yeah and then the umbilical cord was cut like literally moments later how fast do those like tendrils or whatever spread <laughs> right it could be seconds well, that made the difference it'd be hard i don't know if they, no one was present to quite understand it so i don't think anyone could be like oh let's replicate that and, and what a ridiculous to anyway yeah what a ridiculous thing you could never replicate that moment it's such a one in a million moment right yeah. Well, it also showcased like a parent's love for a child, which we saw Joel do at the end of that episode. So it kind of bookended. Mm-hmm. Sure. How so many that... people are going to sacrifice themselves for Ellie? Yeah. Not that she ever asks or expects them to, but it just kind of happens. So yeah. Um, anyway, uh, good first season of a show. Yeah. 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 Here's a question for you in the video game. Um, when I saw the, the clip from the end of the, uh, first series, um, the Joel looked an awful lot like the actor and they had said it was remastered for whatever. Does he look that much like the actor in the original or did they do a little something to it when they remastered it? I don't think they changed his look. No. If somebody had said, Somebody had said at one point, oh, you know, I guess they cast him because he did a s- similar thing in The Mandalorian. Of You know, I mean, he had the, you know, the taking the little kid around, basically. It was a little alien kid, but um, yeah. and and ending up protecting it and yada, yada. And I saw the thing. I'm like, except that he looks exactly like him. It's like casting Patrick Stewart as uh in um you know the the X Men? X Men, thank you. Yeah. I mean I don't yeah. I don't see the direct similarity between the two characters. Um and I don't well, think I saw the that remaster- little flip. Yeah, the remaster happened I would say before the casting of this show, mm-hmm. don't you think? When yeah. did the remaster happen? Well, it, it just came out this year, but they've been working on it for a while. But I, I'm, I don't think I don't think Joel's look has changed much between the original and the remaster. But one character who did was Tess. 
her uh, her look changed. I just sent a an image there, and people were not happy. They made Tess ugly. <laughs> oh my god! Makes zero sense because Anatorv is beautiful. No, I mean in the remake, in the remade game. Like I just sent the. Oh. Like, yeah. How is that? How is she ugly? She looks more realistic and like she like she lived through an apocalypse. <laughs> she looks older. Yeah, so therefore she looks, ugly. <laughs> she looks thinner too, like she hasn't eaten. She like, looks more believable yeah. as an apocalypse survivor, I think. Yeah, she looks less like a model. Yeah. Yeah, she looks she just looks like a real person. Yeah. yeah. People don't like real people though. No. She doesn't look ugly. No. no. Again, yeah, again, I thought you were saying that people were thought Anna Torv was ugly, and I was about ready to, to riot. Oh, that, the street. they said that too. Yeah, they said oh, that too. Well, is that about Bella Ramsey? Yeah, yeah. They can they what, compared. What do I colors. know her from? I, you know, I meant to look her up. I, what do I know her from? Anna Torv. Yeah. Uh, fringe. So we, Mostly fringe. We saw her in Mindhunter. Mindhunter. Mindhunter yeah. Fringe. I. It would be fringe, probably. Probably fringe. That's another show I wouldn't mind rewatching and putting on in the background. That's another making dinner show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind rewatching that one too. It's been a while. It's been a while. There's a few of those shows that I kind of binged um, when I first when I first got some streaming stuff going, and uh, and now it's like okay, I've I went through them so fast. And it was a while ago. I'd probably be like watching it all, you know, for the first time almost. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you everyone for joining me to talk about this uh, show. Thank you for having us. It's all thank good. you for uh, getting me to watch it. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, find us at hooplecast.com. Go on Facebook. Look for Hooplecast, join the group. Talk about Prestige TV. I wonder if this will win any awards or be nominated for anything. Or if it's I too... Would so. It might be just too genre-specific for certain... Like the Emmys, for example. I don't know if they're willing to... You know, they'll give all the love to the to Secession and all the other kind of shows like that. Not Not something... With fantasy elements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, Not that I don't that's know. important, but, you know, I, I, I always wonder when I watch something like this, and it just seems like the thing that everybody's talking about, if months from now it, it stays in the public consciousness as, as an important work, or is it just like an entertaining ride? Nothing wrong with that, but. I think just entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, unfortunately, there's an awful lot of things that just are not taken very seriously. And as a lot of people, a lot of actors in um, sci-fi stuff and horror stuff say, it's like, okay, you go, you know, we do this and we don't expect awards or anything. doesn't matter how, you know, what you do. That's not part of the deal. Sure. Which is unfortunate, you know, but yeah, but you never can tell every now and then something will get through on some basis and and you think it might change things and then sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't um i was listening to some uh 
interviews with, of all people, the Bee Gees. And they were talking about how Saturday Night Fever, which was one of the, for years and years, it was the highest selling soundtrack of all time and was, had like five number one hits in a row from it. Um, they were not even nominated for, uh, for an Oscar for best song or best, um, soundtrack or anything. And, but after that, then pop music started being like acceptable to be, um, nominated for Oscars and stuff. So Hmm. sometimes it takes, it takes a phenomena to make people say, Oh, well maybe we should look at these kinds of things. So. All right, that's it. That's it. When are we recording again? What's next? What's next? <laughs> we uh. uh what? What? Well, I've got two podcasts to edit and publish, so that's that's the first thing to do. Um. And uh, then if we re- resume our HBO project, the next thing that we were going to watch was going to be uh, vinyl. No, not vinyl. We already watched that one. It was um, the other one that's just like it. The one with James Franco. The porn one. Uh. Oh, yes. I think I remember. What's, what is that one? What's it called? Steven, help me out here. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm glad you oh, didn't ask me. That, I yeah. guess I can go to hooplecast.com and find out. <laughs> it's probably on the schedule there. Part. Just trying. Oh, I wonder if there's a way that I can, like, pull out my Northern Exposure DVDs and uh, somehow play them online. I guess I could. Huh. And so everybody could watch them. The show I was thinking of is The Deuce. Ah. And it had three seasons. Whoa. Whoa. No one talks about that show anymore. No. Isn't James Franco kind of canceled? I think so. And I know people still like him, but... He's got some problems, that boy. Yeah. But that boy. Yeah. (laughs) There's some problems. I think it's one of those where it's like you knew he, you know, he was accused of doing something, but you can't quite remember what. He's, yeah. He had a a number of things that that uh, were a little iffy. Let's put it that way. Um, some of the stuff that was coming out was definitely like, whoa. But he wasn't like. He didn't have a cannibal fetish like Army Hammer did, did he? <laughs> That's really weird, by the way. Like, what a strange thing to come out about somebody. It that, still feels like it still feels made up. It feels so made. And it, it always feels made up when I hear about it. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just crazy. I missed that one entirely. Hmm. I think he, I didn't he like himself admit it too? Like 
Isn't that how that happened? I don't know all the details. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that's what ha- like he was like, yeah, I'm a cannibal. <laughs> it just it it does seem so far fetched. Like it can't it's possibly so be true. Uh, I was like, no, I thought about nibbling on a person every once in a while. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's just like the the like to have like the confidence, I guess, to admit to something like that and not expect that there be any fallback to it. I don't know. Like, of course, people are going to be like, uh, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> uh, okay, we got to go. Yeah. Alrighty. Alright. Bye. Bye. Bye.